Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. I'm super excited today. We have two extremely intelligent people on the show with us today. One of them is a former geneticist with a PhD and went to Oxford University. The other is a former airline pilot. Both of them are a couple. They're coming to us from Brisbane, Australia today. But before I get to our amazing guests, Masha and Miguel, I have to announce my co-host, we have a very global show coming to you today. Uh, from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland, riding in on his white horse. Dean, how are you today? <laughs> I'm always great when I'm hanging out with awesome people. And what's hilarious, you didn't you didn't announce me there. It's like, oh, we've got a, a an ex pilot, we've got an Oxford graduate, and a high school dropout on the line today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Welcome, welcome to one, welcome to all. Right. I actually, you know, it's funny you say that too, because that's one of the things that I love about the business world and entrepreneurship is it's the great equalizer, right? There are people who like you, like my grandfather, for example, like he didn't, he didn't go to finish high school either. And he was a successful entrepreneur. And then you have highly educated people like our guests today who are also entrepreneurs. You know, it's just a totally different ball game when you get out into the business world and you try and start a venture and start making money. So while you were uh, demeaning yourself, I will build you back up, my friend. <laughs> Can I just ask you a quick question, though? I noticed a pause there. Was you about to say, and then there are highly intelligent people like myself? You thought about <laughs> saying it, didn't you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. I would never say that. <laughs> so, Dean, as you know, we've got our good friends here, Masha and Miguel. How are you guys today? Woo-hoo. We are doing great, guys, and I can uh, I can hear in your voices. You know, this is not going to be the typical kind of chat chit chat that we usually do, right? <laughs> well, probably not. And we're especially excited that you guys are a couple, so we can give you an extra hard time and see if we can fall into the role of therapists and, and get some really good juicy bits out of you guys. Yes, please. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, good. So make a note here. Miguel says, yes, we need help. (laughs) In all honesty, though, how on earth do you go from going to Oxford, getting a PhD in genetics, and then Miguel, you being an airline pilot, to you guys running a very successful company called Pajama Bosses now as entrepreneurs? Like, how on earth does all of this happen? How do you guys meet? How do you guys decide, okay, we're like, we're totally done with the, you know, more traditional route of, you know, our careers that we originally anticipated. And now you're traveling all over the world as entrepreneurs teaching other people how to make money. How does this happen? That's a great question. I it's really don't know. It's a great story. No, it's a really... great story. Actually, we <laughs> met on a plane, but that's a, so, such a long story for another time. And we met 13 years ago. I was moving to Australia after I finished my PhD. And Miguel was actually on the plane working. And that's how we met. But as we settled in Australia about a year after that. Hold on. Was he just far too handsome to just like walk by? Is that what happened? He just looked so sexy in his 
Or did he perhaps say, I'm the pilot of this plane, you know? <laughs> oh, all of the above, all of the above. I, I went and I said, hello, how are you? <laughs> My name is Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> and I'm going to take care of you today. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And for the next 13 years, at least. That's um, right. So- that was 13 years ago. That's amazing. So you get off the plane and then Miguel just kind of stays with you like a lost puppy dog and that's it? Pretty much. Pretty much. I uh, I kind of had to overcome objections for nine months after that flight. Um, she had a- <laughs> All the objections you can imagine and basically it was a no, 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 no. And, uh, as something that you probably as a entrepreneur, as you entrepreneur, really I guess you, you you learn to overcome the objections, and eventually she said yes. No, she said maybe, and then I moved to Australia. So here we, <laughs> here we are. You know, after a year of uh, objections, eventually we end up both together here in Australia in Brisbane. And basically, I could not work as a pilot here in Australia because my visa would not allow me. So long story short, I ended up doing sales jobs, end up working as a ground staff at the airport. And that got me really, really frustrated personally. In addition to that, you know, I had this lady next to me that was a PhD, molecular genetics, the whole thing, working at the university. You know, the short answer to that, why we got started and how we got started was we were in a situation that we were desperate, desperate because we wanted something better in our life. And as you guys know, you know, when you have a desperate situation, it makes you think outside the box. And that's how we got started. That's right. And, you know, I never planned to be an entrepreneur because my parents were entrepreneur and I really want to rebel against them and be an academic in academics all my life. But a 17 year old girl introduced us to our first business. And that's how we got started about 12 years ago. And after about 10 years of doing that business, you know, we created actually businesses in over 30 countries and different continents. We had done it so well that people came to ask us, well, how did you do it? And one thing led to another. And in the last four years, we've almost entirely focused on creating a software and different training programs for entrepreneurs to be more successful. So that's kind of like the short story to the last 13 years. So my question is this, though. So you said that you guys, you know, sort of were desperate. I have a hard time believing that uh, an Oxford graduate with a PhD in genetics and, uh, you know, I could see the visa thing with the airline pilot. But how does that equal desperate? Can you help me understand, like, why why you guys finally said, you know what, we're going to do something totally different? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, I had a six-figure paying job. I was 27. It seemed like my career was really going really well. But I looked at my boss and people who were 20, 25 years down the line, and they didn't have time and they didn't have money. And I just couldn't see myself. And the worst thing was that I started to discover that what I was doing was really not going to help anyone apart from the pharmaceutical companies. So I started to understand this was not going to be my calling. And so when the first uh, when the girl introduced us to our first business it seemed like i could finally do something that had no limits so it was really for me it was a challenge and at the same time something that you know miguel and i could do together that didn't depend on visas that could really take us to something that was above average you know we obviously we were in australia we're europeans i'm from slovenia miguel's from uh, spain and we started to like living in australia we really like it here And we didn't see ourselves living an average life. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it wasn't for us. It wasn't for us to go and get a mortgage and for 30 years make the mortgage payment. 
And so when that girl introduced us to our first business, we were in the right mindset to go and make something different happen. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you guys, I think uh, Dean is trying to say something. Um, what is that, Dean? <laughs> is that a roar? <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's early here. That's just my morning voice. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't had his second coffee yet. Don't, don't mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> really, it was, you know, you realizing... I'm on a path in life that I don't necessarily want to be on. And I, I relate to this so much because I, you know, I went the more traditional route also, you know, got, got a good degree from a good school, got, was, you know, working in the corporate world for, uh, for 10 years myself. And I had a conversation with my grandfather once, actually the, the one who dropped out of high school, Dean, uh, probably want some of the best advice I'd ever gotten. And as I was climbing the corporate ladder, so to speak, you know, I got a promotion and I called him up and I told him, I was like, Hey, look, I got this promotion. And I was, you know, maybe 26 or 27. And I just, you know, started making six figures. And, uh, he's like, Oh, you're really climbing the corporate ladder, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And, uh, he's like, what if your ladder's leaning against the wrong wall? And I was just like, I was like, geez, dude, <laughs> that was really rough. <laughs> but you guys, it sounds like almost that exact same realization happened for you that your ladder was leaning against the wrong wall and you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter what we put into this. It's time to switch. Yep. I had exactly that same feeling, uh, James, uh, when I started working uh, for Emirates in Dubai. I started thinking, wow, is this all there is in life? You know, working for the next 40 years, uh, asking for permission to go on holidays. And usually when everybody goes on holiday in the airline industry, you work, you know, so yeah, I had that. <laughs> I didn't know about the ladder, but it's a you know it's a great analogy. You know, it's uh, it's definitely it was the, the definitely the wrong wall. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So so as you guys started your your business, so you had you had this moment of inspiration where you saw something bigger, and you decided to take massive action. Can you talk about some of the key things that you've learned since that time that have helped you create what you currently have today? And this show is called Just a Tip, so we, we're going to demand that we get tips from you guys, okay? We're not letting you go until that happens. Right. Yeah, you know, I think one of the best things we've done, especially in the business we now own, Pajama Bosses, which is really coaching and building a software around the network marketing industry, which is what we did for, you know, over 12 years it would, the thing was that the best thing that we did was we didn't go inventing a business that we thought was going to work. It's actually something that somebody asked us to do and we pursued it down a path. So to make the long story short, we have training programs. You know, we're online entrepreneurs. We have training programs. People are downloading them. We're doing this online launches. Things are going good. But we're quickly realizing that we are not the type of launch person that's going to be launching 17 times a year, going ups and downs and through many things. And somebody asked and said, well, you guys succeeded by having a really great system in your business over the last decade. Can you create one for me? And, you know, a few years ago, we had, you know, really never thought of owning a software company. And really, it was because of that simple thing that somebody said to us. We said, maybe, what would you need? And, you know, going in our own experience of what we had done in our own businesses is how we really created the thing that we have now. So I think one of the best things that I can say to people is, don't just go and invent something that you're passionate about because you think it's going to work. 
but you know, go into the marketplace and really see what people really need. And when there's a gap, where there's really a gap in the marketplace. And so I think that's the best way to know that something is going to yeah. succeed. And I think for me, I, I'm a, you know, I don't have a PhD in genetics and all that. So I keep <laughs> it really simple. I think. It's okay, Miguel. We've established that you're the lesser <laughs> of the two people. on the <laughs> Now I feel more at ease. Now I can say this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those of you that don't have PhD in genetics, um, here's here's what I think it has been personally for myself the key to be where we are today, which is not a bad place. I feel that uh, anything that I do in life, I always feel that I am the exception to the rule. I believe 200% that I am the exception to the rule. Uh, most of the time, you know, how people, when you tell them, I want to do this, they say, well, are you kidding? You know, you've never done this. You never have succeeded on anything. That's what most people end up doing, you know, like they try something and they, they say, oh, the masses or they say out of 100 people, you know, 99.9999, they fail. And there's only one, per- one person out of 100 that actually goes and makes it happen. So what I always say to people is, why not believing that you are that one person? You know, who says that is, I mean, is there anything written somewhere that says you are not that person? And the answer is no, right? So by default, I choose to believe that I am going to be that person, the one person that makes it happen. And of course, I think one of the biggest things for us was looking out for great mentors and not just mentors, but being in great communities. Hence, we're hanging out with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hence, exactly. See, this is how you know you got a high caliber group of people here. We got the word hence. (laughs) (laughs) All we need is a little thus and therefore, and I'm going to feel like totally like we're back in school. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, we're happy that you guys are here for that exact same reason. You know, um, Dean's morning voice won't let him speak right now, but (laughs) when, when when he does get acclimated, you know, he'll be the first to tell you that part of the reason we created this show was because we wanted to talk with uh, other entrepreneurs who had that mindset, right? Like, who cares if people say you can't do it, right? That doesn't mean anything. No one would actually answer the phone to me any other time. But as soon as they said, hey, do you want to come on the show? Now people <laughs> reply and I've got some friends. So it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is an exercise in uh, personal therapy for Dean. (laughs) I want to drill in on something here that you guys probably take for granted at this point. But you guys are a couple, and you guys work together. Tell me about the good, the bad, and the ugly of being a couple that's working and building a business and all that stuff together. It's all good always. You know. <laughs> Miguel, we don't believe you, man. And it's good every single day. No. <laughs> you know, luckily, through being an entrepreneur, we got introduced to personal development. Had it not been to, through personal development, okay. we would have not lasted this long as a couple nah, or an entrepreneur. Nah. Not even that. Guys, I think uh, at least personally, I can say one thing. Yes, my dear has saved me from <laughs> everything pretty much. Uh, Yes, yes, my dear. (laughs) Keep going, Miguel. Now, my love. (laughs) You know, uh, jokes aside, I think uh, the main thing I think for Masha and I, I think if I look back to all this time together, we had really, really, really bad times uh, where I would leave the house and go for a walk generically speaking you say probably when you need to argue or have an argument or discuss something with uh, with somebody the, of the opposite sex 
hint, I mean, here in this case with my wife or my partner, women are very good at talking. And I think men are not so good at talking, are more about the action, right? Solving right. problems and doing all that. So, you know, coming from that nature, we used to get to a point in our discussions, you know, arguments or whatever you want to call it. I basically, I would, I would not be able to handle that anymore. So I had two options. One is start, I don't know, punching stuff or just, you know, turning around and going for a walk. And many times, you know, I would go for a walk, cool it off. And we, we guys were talking before, before the show, we were talking about Australia. You know, in Australia, you can actually die by being on the street. And not because somebody comes and hits you with the car or somebody comes and robs you or anything. Just because there is snakes that actually when they bite you, you literally have, you know, 10 minutes of life left. If, uh, if nobody finds you within 10 minutes, you're done. So it's sort of like a very real, uh, real uh, video game where <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't get a second chance. No, yeah. definitely in Australia you don't. So, so I remember one in one instance uh, we had an argument. Uh, I left the house, I went for a walk, and that was like about maybe midnight or so. So I I ended up in a bench on the on the in the park, and as I was in the bench thinking, well, I don't want to go back and deal with my with, you know, with Masha, so I will stay here and I will sleep on the bench. And as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, hang on, at night, the snakes come out. I'm here on this bench. I'm by myself. I'm going to get beaten by this snake. I'm going to die here after all the work that I've gone through and all the everything. I'm going to be one of those guys that dies on the bench by himself, alone, beaten by a snake. That's so sad. So anyway, I started thinking. I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to go back and deal with my wife. And uh, so that's pretty much what I did. You know, I, I basically I got up and I went back and... Uh, we had the argument and we kind of solved it, I think, because we are here today, right? That was right. already like 10 years ago. <laughs> I think, you know, being an entrepreneur just brings out the best and the worst of you in a shorter period of time. So any of you who's starting a business or is in a business, you probably know that every single day you're facing so many walls. It's almost like your 40-year corporate career is compressed into like three minutes. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know... Adding on to that, being in a couple where I think in our 20s when we started our businesses, we didn't really know a lot about ourselves. We'd never done any personal development. Adding on to all that dynamics, we first went $200,000 into debt. So you now guys get a more complete picture. We really you know, didn't have much option. Either we were going to really get our minds really clear and really together and that's what we did. You know, we kept working on ourselves. We kept working on our friendship, on our relationship. And yeah, I think, you know, there's been certainly very hard times, especially being alone in Australia, not having families here, having to work through our summer challenges, not just personal challenges, but like business challenges and many other things. But the great thing is that I believe that can get you through all of that is number one, you're growing together. Hopefully you're in a relationship that challenges you and, and the other partner is also willing to grow through it. And I think if you both are, then there's definitely, you know, nothing better than owning a business together and growing together. And it doesn't hurt to live in Australia where there's man-eating creatures. That totally helped us. <laughs> that, right. that really helped to bring the husband back. Right. <laughs> Otherwise you might still be on the bench, Miguel. Maybe you never know, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't survive this long. The weather is great, so you can sleep outside every single day of the year. So, <laughs> as long as you don't mind the scorpions, the spiders, and the snakes. Yeah. Was there a defining moment where you guys, and maybe that was it, where you guys were like, you know what, we're really in this together, 
let's just put our differences aside and see how we could work through them? Or has it been just a more gradual process for you guys learning how to work together uh, over time? I think, you know, for me especially, I think we both really always believe that we love each other. So if there is love, you can work <laughs> through a lot of things. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think that was always there. So I think it was more through stress and growing as people that we came into conflict rather than, you know, was there a question whether we want to be together or not? And it was more, you know, maybe wanting to assert ourselves or maybe wanting to really find ourselves. And so we were both really committed always to that growth, although it wasn't always pleasant and it was really hard sometimes. That's what really saved us. So I think it was a gradual, you know, thing that we're committed to the relationship and committed to growing, even though, you know, on a day to day basis, we had some hard times. But we always knew we long term, this is where we're going to be. Yeah, I think um, uh, going back to, you know, we like a lot Tony Robbins. And um, so we go back to, you know, the six human needs. So I think Mash and I, we aligned uh, the reason I think we are still here. One of the reasons is. In our values, uh, in our you know human needs that he talks about, love and connection is the highest priority. So I think you know going back to you know people that are working together, you know the main thing is are are those values aligned? Are those priorities in life the same? Because if the highest if they are completely opposite, then you know that could be a big challenge. And I think for us, whatever happened, you know the the last thing was always well, hang on, regardless of whether we have money or we don't whether we are busy or stressed or anything, you know, we still are here, you know, and also, you know, believe it or not, being in Australia also helped because we didn't have anybody else. The family wasn't here, still not here. So there's no, like, we could not go and, you know, if we had an argument going to, you know, to, I don't know, my sisters or my brothers or whatever and, and stay there or my friends and they would talk me out of the relationship. We had no, we don't, we didn't, we did not have that option. So for us, it was like a, there was nothing that it was non-negotiable like we had to make it work somehow so it's almost like the entrepreneur's journey you know as a personal growth is compressed when you go and become an entrepreneur when you own a business i think the growth of a couple can be really you know compressed in a good way so you can grow faster <laughs> when you own a business together dean what do you got to say to all this i know you and uh, you and robin are doing some work together <laughs> Yeah, I um, I think we we need to do more personal development. You guys seem to have it really good. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I just, I my rules are just like make sure that I'm fed well. <laughs> Perhaps a relocation to Australia, Dean. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, it is uh, it is awesome to hear because like I, I can definitely relate to with a lot of what you guys are saying. You know, I've you know, for me, you know, I, I had tons of debts in the past as I was trying to grow my business. And I think like it does, you know, all those experiences, they do put external pressures on. So to see that you guys have actually gone through all of that together, like my like Robin, my fiance and I, we've only been, we've been together five years. So I was a lot of my sort of dark times, as I was call it, I was actually dealing with that on my own so there was no no one else that i i was kind of affecting with that so it's it's awesome to hear that you guys have gone through all of that together and actually come out now where you're in this amazing position together still and and have this successful business it's quite a journey thank you thank you uh it, it never ends by the way like for us <laughs> we still know, have meltdowns we actually had a meltdown two days ago like it was a that's yeah, that those. story miguel told about the bench that happened right before the show <laughs> No, that's a 10-year-old story. <laughs> Don't lie to us, Masha. We know better now. 
<laughs> now, now, basically, I just, you know, I just go to, I don't know, what did I do? I don't even remember what I did. I, I, I kind of blocked that out. Uh, and it was only two days ago. But um, no, I think um, you, you learn to deal with that um, frustration, I guess, of not sometimes not getting your way or uh, not in our case, sometimes is uh, not feeling appreciated by the other person. You know, you have an idea or or something happens in the business and somebody wants to do this and the other one wants to do something else. And, you know, you need to be mindful of the other person that's, you know, you don't, you're dismissing that uh, input, but not in a despective way, if, if it makes any sense. You know, sometimes ego can be the, the biggest enemy of, of a relationship, I think. Well, I think you're, you're touching on something that is applicable to people who are not just necessarily in, relate, in business with their significant other. You guys are not just, you know, partners in life, but you're partners in business. And so you have to deal with, you know, some of the same things that business partners would have to deal with, even if they're not in relationships with each other. So how do you guys make decisions on, you know, where to go with the business? The yeah. beautiful answer, uh, probably Masha, you can give the beautiful answer. I'll give the short one. Masha is always right. So <laughs> she makes the decisions <laughs> unless, unless uh, Miguel, you know, is really stubborn and believes 200% on something. And then there is no other way. It has to be his way. You know, the great thing, James, is that we have very different talents. So we're very complementary in a business kind of situation. So because we excel in different things, it's actually really quite easy most of the time because Miguel heads up certain things like creativity and orientation to detail, which I don't necessarily excel in. So we will take different parts of business and, you know, kind of push them forward. But I think we've got a lot better in, uh, you know, communicating and listening like 10 years ago. We would just, there was, there was a lot of ego. It was a lot about who we are and how we're asserting ourselves. Whereas today we try and ask good questions like, who are we going to really impact if we do it this way? You know, is this going to really benefit a bigger number of people? But mm -hmm. yeah, mostly I think the great thing is we have different talents. And so we have different parts of businesses that we are really, really creative. I mean, simple example, we have this event coming up next week. And there's all sorts of beautiful things that we're giving away, like mugs and T-shirts and stuff like that and design. And, you know, Miguel is really good at creativity and delegating to the team to organize all of that, which for me would take me like months to do. Um, but, you know, other things in business, I will really, really be passionate about. So we just have our own spaces. We create in different uh, ways in the business. We work with different people in our businesses to push it forward. And I think that's been the best thing is just understanding our strengths and weaknesses. Do you guys have formally written like roles and responsibilities for yourselves and like routines like, OK, you know, we're going to convene on all the important things on, you know, Mondays and set up the plan for the week and then go and do it? Or is it less structured than that? Yeah, no, it's not that structured at all. At all, yeah. When no. we walk the dog, so first thing in the morning, we have two dogs. We walk the dogs. And by the way, Dean, I love your dog. Oh, <laughs> I, used to have you. a white, I had a white bulldog when I was growing up. And um, so when we walk the, the dogs, we kind of go over the entire day, the meetings that we both have and the things that we want outcomes from that. So we're always talking about the business. And that's something actually really interesting. A lot of people say if they're working with their spouse or significant other. They say it's really hard to separate their private life from business life. And, you know, we kind of played around with this. Sometimes, you know, we went through certain periods and say, oh, we really have to, you know, set aside the phone and have some time and go on a date night and all of that. And then we would have periods where, you know, our life would be really immersed in the business and we would allow it to be present 
And I'm not entirely convinced that balance really means that you have to completely separate your lives between your private and your business life. Because we just as much enjoy walking the dogs in the morning and talking about our business because we love it. And so that's, I think, one way Even when we try not to, I don't know if you guys have had the same experience, you know, you know, since we work from home, right? We need to put boundaries, blah, 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 all those things that we have tried and we keep trying, but uh, they don't really work. Like, <laughs> Sounds like you're taking it very seriously, Miguel. He's like, we put boundaries and all sorts of bullshit in place, but I don't really <laughs> care to. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to get in trouble. But anyway, so anyway, so the thing is, for example, we say, okay, well, for the next uh, two hours, you know, we need to switch off. We're not going to talk business. And the conversation starts about, I don't know, about the weather, you know, about the dogs. And from the dogs, let's say, let's say, for example, let's say dogs, right? We're talking about our dogs and then, oh, wow, have you seen the dog, you know, like uh, Dean's dog? Yeah, wow. Wow, Dean. And from Dean, we go into online marketing. And from online marketing, we go into... I ruin everything. <laughs> and uh, 10 minutes later, we're talking about what are we going to do the today? The next business and idea. <laughs> so so it, you can't really separate. And that's the thing that we've realized, you know, you may as well embrace it and, and play with it. And because we used to get mad at each other and start in the day, this is how the worst thing, you know, the day would start something like this. And as soon as we would start talking about business, one would start saying to the other, you know, the smart one would say, we're talking business. <laughs> and the other one would say, no, I'm not. And then, yes, I guess you are. So, and that would start the downward spiral. And the rest of the day would be like, you know, how do you say in English? Not good. <laughs> I have a really good thing. I have a really good tip that I remember that we've started at the beginning of this year. So it's just about changing the state, which comes a little bit from Tony Robbins. And so, as soon as we would start any type of conversation that is either gossiping or speaking negatively or being sarcastic or complaining or anything like that, we would catch each other and actually have a gesture of giving a high five to each other and saying the word hashtag. And so we came out with that one day and it really got us, you know, each and every single day as we would go to different things, into different conversations that were not necessarily serving us or, you know, starting, you know, to be in an energy that wasn't really productive or energizing. We would catch each other. And that's a good thing about having a partner in business and in life that you can share that with. So we do that often. So definitely that's something you guys can do and try it. Yeah, that's awesome. I I think it's actually it's, it's I'm kind of laughing because it's funny how how true it is for like me as well listening to you guys say this. Like I was I was thinking about something that happened yesterday. So we just launched a new sales funnel. And like, I'd imagine most couples probably text like, hey, how's your day going or something? I'm texting pictures of my stats of my funnel to, to Robin. I'm like, look at our opt-in conversions. Look at what's happening with the funnel. And she's like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And we like, just like you guys, you know, you could, I suppose, find other things to discuss, but you're both enjoying the same stuff. So why not talk about the things that you're enjoying and the things you're passionate about, even if that does happen to be work, you know? Well, and I think the uh, this whole idea of balance comes out of a more traditional line of thinking. I know when I was not an entrepreneur and when I was working in my corporate job, I didn't necessarily want to talk about that when I wasn't there. Right. And so and so it was important for me to have that hard line and be like, all right, you know, I left work at work and now I'm not at work and I'm not going to talk about that anymore. But, you know, and I think this whole idea of, you know, compartmentalizing is is good to a certain extent. But I heard something the other day, actually, that said it's not a problem to be solved, rather a paradox to be managed. And I mm -hmm. thought that was pretty, pretty good advice. It's like this. It's not a problem 
but you've yeah. got to just be aware of it and be able to to manage it in a way that's effective for you. Oh my God, that is spot on. I mean, I'm writing it down. <laughs> my sister's writing it down like a good student. <laughs> good, <laughs> that's awesome. So, uh, so, so let's talk about uh, pajama bosses just for a minute here. So, so you guys have expanded, you know, into the software world now. How much of that is taking up your time at the, these days? Just building the software and really getting that part of the business off the ground. Hundred and seventy percent. Right. <laughs> right. Only sometimes, very seldomly or randomly or whichever way you want to mention that, ignorance is bliss. Because sometimes you get into stuff that you don't know the bad stuff that can happen, you know, the bad things or, or the challenges that you're going to have because you, you go on a kind of a leap, leap of faith and you start something, you know, having this idyllic idea that everything is going to work out well and it's all going to go as planned and so and so. So software, this software thing was exactly like that. We we had somebody asking us, can you build a system for us the same way that you had yours? And we said, sure, we can do that. And that's how we got started. And, you know, that was about two years ago. And a year into it, we got really serious about it. And in the last year, pretty much is what we do. Like uh, the business has kind of exploded. We can't keep up with everything that is happening. Uh, And uh, it's just crazy. Like it's just so amazing sometimes, you know, uh, that one thing, you know, they can can explode and, 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 you know, grow so fast. Right. Like we are not developers. We have no idea about building softwares. But we have this one idea that we've had for a long time to join different types of, you know, features for particular businesses and how we would present them. And then when the, this person came to ask us, we knew there was a market. And that that's what I'm saying. It's so important that you don't, you know, fall in love with your idea just because it's your idea. But it's because somebody perhaps comes to you. And so that's how we sold our first project is actually we sold it before we made it. We didn't tell them that at that time. Um, now, of course, they know and they're our very good friends and so on. But it was really, you know, and it kind of became the whole of the business over the last two years. As you guys know, Russell Brunson's also our mentor. And so we hired him because we knew, you know, his story through building ClickFunnels. And so we wanted to learn what does it really take to build a software company? And we wanted to learn marketing. And so we're really deeply immersed now in learning how to, you know, create a company. We're learning, for example, how to scale the company. I've just been reading the Ready, Fire, Aim, and then another great book, Who, you know, How You Hire People and stuff like that. Those are two great books if you're kind of growing your business on an exponential scale. And it's just, it's a, you know, what keeps us in the business excited, at least for me, is always new things to learn. It's like we've grown businesses for 10 plus years really successfully, but now we're going into a whole new field. And, uh, you know, that's the exciting thing. If you're willing and able to completely adapt you know, to new environments, to new challenges, you know, expose yourself as a person, become a better version of yourself. That's what we really enjoy. And that's why, you know, it's a great challenge. That's awesome. So uh, who's your who's your uh, who's your ideal client for that software? Just in case those people are listening, maybe they want to check out what you're up to. Yeah. So what we do is quite interesting. So those of you who understand online marketing, so we work with people in network marketing who already have six figure incomes. So they've been extremely successful. They're like in the top one or two percent of the whole of the profession or industry. And what we do with them is we custom build our system. So we have a software, but we then actually customize it for them. And then we launch it to their teams. 
So it's quite an interesting model, even from the standpoint of online marketing. It's a high ticket up front, but then we follow it up with a membership model with all of their sales teams and organizations. And so, yeah, we look, we work with um, six-figure earning network marketing leaders who want to scale their businesses to seven figures annually and beyond. And your software helps them to do that? Correct. Yeah. So in network marketing, there's a process called duplication. Basically, you know, you guys probably know there's sales, but there's also people who refer other people. And so in network marketing, a lot of the income that you will generate over the long term will come from people that you'll never meet and never know because they are referrals of referrals. And so the software teaches you processes, gives you tools to create better duplication. And so many things inside. But yeah, we, you know, we help leaders who have successful businesses to scale. Awesome. And if uh, so, if anybody's listening who fits that uh, that criteria, where's the best place for them to go check out what you're up to with the software? Yeah, probably best just to find us find us on Facebook or go to pajamabosses.com and send us a message there. There's plenty of different things that you can download for free and get started and just let us know who you are. Yeah. And I'd like I'd like for everybody to recognize pajama bosses is not the American pajama spelling. It's P-Y-J-A-M-A bosses.com so how would you spell it p-a p-a-j-m-a oh i thought you were smart (laughs) (laughs) that idea that facade had to be shattered at some point dean (laughs) so uh all right so you guys want to check out that software which uh sounds like it could totally help your business if you're one of those types of people go to pajamabosses.com dean what do you got here as we draw this to a close i I feel like we're very privileged to hear hear these guys sort of behind the scenes and what makes them tick as a couple uh, running a running a really successful company. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome to for me personally, actually, aside from the listeners, selfish Dean moment here, but uh, to hear uh, more about this side of things from you guys because I've uh, obviously we've met in person and since then I've I've kind of privately stalked you guys and watched your videos and see all your adventures and. I think you've got this unique energy about you both. You're very magnetic, and uh, I think that's awesome. So to actually hear kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, Miguel spending nights on benches with wild snakes and <laughs> you know, <laughs> all this kind of stuff, this is like the real uh, behind-the-scenes stuff that we don't often get to hear. So it's been uh, quite educational, which is awesome. Thank you guys for being here, and thank you for sharing so openly about you know, life as you guys have it as a couple there's a lot of people probably listening who can relate to some or more or all of the things that you shared. And uh, thanks for being a great example of how to uh, how to just keep pressing on and make things happen that are amazing, both personally and uh, and in your business. It's been very, very cool having you on the show today. Thank you, guys. We've had so much fun and uh, definitely will be listening to all the shows on Just the Tips. We're so, so excited uh, to be here. And thank you so much for having and us. And for me personally, guys, it's always a pleasure to be able to talk to, you know, both of you. You know, um, we, I've met you, obviously, personally, both. And, uh, you know, I must say that uh, usually you meet people that are not, you know, they have this facade, you know, uh, when they put themselves uh, in the outside world and online world and they are this person and then behind the scenes they are a completely different person you know and i must say that you, you guys are you know you are you are who you are and you, and you don't you're not afraid of showing who you are and it's a high quality individual and um you know that cares about people that uh you know <laughs> it's not about taking yourself serious and, and that's what you guys were were saying to us also you know at the end of the day life is about enjoying and when you take yourself too serious you know 
it's just not fun you know it's it's not it's not how it should be i think so for me it's a pleasure to be able to you know to be here today and uh you know definitely you know many 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 more um to come adventures to come that's right awesome awesome well thanks for that miguel and it's uh it's becoming more and more clear to me how you eventually wooed masha to you your your way with words is uh is beyond compare <laughs> so thank you dean and i are gonna have to go now before we start blushing too much uh, all right so uh so we'll call this a wrap everybody signing off from just the tips this is james p free along with my co-host dean holland and we will talk with you guys next time thanks for tuning in to just the tips where we believe business should be profitable and fun For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.